The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. It is Lupus Awareness Month, something I actually suffer from, so we're going to be talking about that a lot on the show today. There are a lot of celebrities that actually suffer with it. Um, the funniest story I ever had on, I guess it's not funny, but one of the stories... Dude, uh, lupus is funny now. Lupus is funny. I have. A, I, am I am currently... As a, as a non-lupus-affected... I have a fucking flare-up, and I feel like I am dying. I don't want to hear from you. I'm already mad at you, and you're already sleeping on the couch. By the way, my co-host and uh, now ex-boyfriend that is sleeping on the couch because he annoyed the shit out of me, Bear Fiora, is on the show with us. I'm still offended by your lupus comments. You really are. I am a lupus (laughs) advocate. I will stand up for the rights. No, but seriously, it's a terrible thing. It does to affect anybody. They're saying you're too far away from the microphone. Well, then let me... Move it. That, that's totally that means move, no. That means move your butt closer to the microphone. All right, fine. That works. You do what he says. Yeah. Um, so we've got a lot going on the show today. We're going to be talking some about lupus. We actually are going to be having uh, the term that everyone uses is lupus worry, but we're having lupus chick on the radio show today. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking with her, uh, Marissa, and I, I got to tell you, I'm not even going to try and pronounce her last names. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Bear do it. All right, we got. So her name Marissa got that part. First one. Yeah, of course easy. I did. And um, Zapiri. I'm going Zapiri. Okay, you know what, guys? If one of y'all could Google her, um, and and send me how to pronounce this name, I will give you one of our giveaways for the show today. Just tell me how to pronounce her name and where to find her, and we'll be talking about that. So welcome to the show. We've got a pretty interesting show today. We're going to be talking, of course, about lupus. We're going to be talking about what's going on in Hollywood. And I'm going to be ignoring Bear because he's in the doghouse or the bad bear house. I immediately want to get into the Johnny Depp conversation again. All right. That's where we're starting. We'll start with Johnny Depp, then we'll get to Lady Gaga. It's so close. And honestly, it's for for entertainment purposes. Someone actually made the comment that this is more... Uh, entertainment for like the public TV people who public TV people who watch cable network TV or whatever than actual television. They want to watch how this unfolds because Johnny is such a card throughout the entire. Uh, the thing is, like, it's funny to me. Hearing. Johnny Depp was such a shitty ass husband. <clears throat> but do you know how bad you have to be to make Johnny Depp look like the good guy in a marriage? Like, not that he's a bad dude. From what I've heard from people right. that work with him. Um, he's he's a decent man. Uh, his cousin Laura Wasser handled his divorce, and mm. I she uh, used to be friends with the guy I used to know, Dylan Seal. Um, uh, he and I are not speaking anymore, but like that that whole family, yeah, is are, are, are like they're, they're kind of a hot mess. Um, <laughs> Wait, I, and you just think he obviously even by the evidence and the tapes and the audios, things they already put out themselves, it shows that he's not like the best dude or the best husband by 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 a great distance. But her team is just so awful. Oh, my God. It is astounding how bad these people are at doing their job. And then Johnny, at different points, is a better – not a better lawyer, but at least better at heckling than No, no, no. Are. Johnny is just – he's good in front of a crowd. He's just good in front of a crowd. And 
I think the biggest thing yeah. is Johnny was a terrible husband, like, obviously. But she was such a bad person. Like, when you're like, well, my husband's a drunk and a drug addict. Oh, how can you be worse than that? She literally went, oh, my husband's a drunk and a drug addict. Do you think he's a bad spouse? Hold my, my beer. Dear, yeah. Well, let actually, let me let me cut off his finger. Yeah, let me cut off his finger with a wine bottle. Then you hold my beer. Jesus Christ! Like I've done some shitty ass things to guys. Do you want to get into that too? Sure. Uh, I have definitely cheated. I have. Well, no, I didn't really cheat. No, I did one time. I did. I did cheat. <laughs> um, I've been there, done that. You did it with everyone. That's like everyone not you ever unfair. dated. <laughs> So you, you're, you're what you call a serial cheater. You know, everyone's um, got their flaws. Serial cheaters are real low bar. <laughs> um, I, like I compared did. to Amber Heard, it's, it's, it's a high standard <laughs> you're, these compared days. Compared to Amber Heard, you're a good dude. See how that works? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, we actually have to refer to her now more political famous term, Amber Turd. No, it's, it's Amber Heard. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, all of this being said, I have been – I have difficulty getting emotionally attached to guys. Mm -hmm. So I kind of trade them out and upgrade them whenever I get bored. Trade out and upgrade. Yeah. We're the, we're the iPhones of your life. Yes. Um, when I get bored, I just – I get a new one and I replace whichever one I have. You know, I go through uh, actors, models, cops, military guys, MMA fighters, football players, whatever. Um, and as long as they don't ever touch me and they just buy me stuff, it's a perfect relationship. I think I'm already ahead of the game then. Yeah, you do a lot of touching. But the point is <laughs> – um, I, I, I kind of just, you know, upcycle. Right. But. Okay, but. I was waiting for the but. But. And with me, there's always a very big but. Okay. But um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a relationship as destructive. Like, I've had guys punch me in the eye. I've had guys stalk me. I have 47 restraining orders against weird dude. My assistant is saying it's 49. 49 <laughs> yeah, orders. Lex is saying in the background, it's 49 restraining orders against weird dudes. Um, but I've never, ever wanted to cut someone's finger off with a wine bottle. Like there's a point where I can say I have bad taste in men. Right. I have a bad relationship history. But the only other person I have seen that has gone through a relationship like Johnny Depp has mm. is my assistant Alexis who dated like male Amber Heard at one point in time. And yeah. she's still in fucking therapy. Like, this fucked her up. I'd like to remind everyone every time we use bad language, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear because we care. And okay. this month, we will also be giving money to the Lupus Society. Um, so, yeah. So that, that relationship torched her. It torched her. Job. She's in therapy. Like, she blew up her job. She blew up her life. And I'm surprised she didn't shoot herself. No offense, Lex. Jesus. I can't imagine what Johnny's going to be. I, I think, honestly, he's probably recovering slightly through the hearings that we're seeing him go through right now. It's – I don't want to say it's therapeutic for this man, but he does seem to be handling himself quite well. And I think he's noticing all the love and attention and appreciation he's garnishing off social media because of it. And maybe talking to his lawyers, looking at how well his lawyers are doing compared to hers. He's just riding a pretty high horse right now. And so – I don't know how he this lost. Might hang on, hang on. End. He lost Pirates of the Caribbean. He lost uh, the Harry Potter franchise. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh no, I'm not. That's saying... not. And, and she got to keep um, Jason Momoa. Apparently, she wrecked his marriage, and she got to keep Aquaman physically and literally. Yeah, See that? She, got, she kept her role in the movie, and she got the actor. 
that's it. I don't know how long they'll stay together now. This has gone so damn public. Uh, I, maybe he'll go a hard into her defense and try and protect her, or he'll flip and be, I'm out. I'm well, not touching that with a 10 I mean, she, she fucked Elon Musk, and he's, like, don't get and me wrong. beat Elon Musk. I would, I would, photos of that man with is a bruised well, face that's, and that's, eyes. Again, that is an assumption. We can't prove that. He didn't say it. Oh, an assumption, all of that, All of that being said, I would totally do Elon Musk. Would you do? Genius think? is sexy. You do Elon Genius Musk. Genius is sexy. You know you're not getting a dime. That I don't man, care. That man doesn't. That man doesn't even have money. I don't care. Stocks. I don't care. He's like genius is sexy. No, genius is sexy. When somebody is like, a, yeah, he's kind of like Bond villain genius. He's, he's the mad scientist. I, that is sexy. He's gonna. Invent I would have done Doc Brown. He's gonna invent a I black like smart hole man. <laughs> in the middle of in the middle of the Midwest. That's what this man's gonna do. He shot his car into space because he was bored. He literally named his mining co- his underground company the Boring Company. All of that being said, I'd still do Elon Musk. I don't know. I don't see the benefit in that one. <laughs> I like genius. Like, I like to be surrounded by smart people. Yeah. And, you know, if I do Elon Musk, maybe I can talk him into putting some money towards lupus awareness. And Because if you know – no, lupus awareness. And free MMA. That's your thing. <laughs> Fine. If I leave uh, you for – I'll do Elon Musk and get him to put money towards free MMA. <laughs> no, but I'd like him to put money towards uh, lupus awareness because we don't have a cure. We don't even have a great diagnosis. Like I got really lucky. You guys don't really get diagnosis. Lucky. You don't no. really have a good um, sustaining plan ongoing uh, living in comfort. I gained 50 pounds – not quite 50, like 40 pounds on steroids. Yeah, you guys get. But you if guys anyone asks, it's three hundred pounds. Painkillers and hope for the best. Yeah, it's not. It's not a good plan. And then I'm like, I think it's great that everyone does these lupus walks. Yeah. But I can't do the lupus walks because I can't be in the fucking sun. <laughs> what what <laughs> dickhead <laughs> invented lupus walks? You a bunch, of, bunch of autoimmune people who are sunlight sensitive walking through the sun. It wasn't a good plan. Yeah, stopped. it wasn't a good plan. So I never do the lupus walks. But my cousin does. My my aunt um, died from died because of lupus complications. Oh. And her daughters, my cousins uh, Sandy and Shannon, yeah. do do the lupus walks. Oh. And uh, they do it, and they'll they'll always put up a note, and they'll say they do it for their mom. I'm trying not to cry, and they it's, do it it's for me. It's support. Yeah, those who cannot do it those two girls are amazing. What they do for lupus, like that, those two are amazing. Right. I really do miss my aunt. Like that. That's I I forget, and I, I try not to talk about her. Really yeah. choked up right now. Um, but she had such severe – it was so severe. And it came up for her in the 80s. Mm. Um, God, there was even less care. Yeah, before, before they knew what it was. Do we know when the first documented patient for lupus was, like patient zero in a sense? Uh, Lex, would you look that up, please? Yeah, because we should know um, about that. But I will say now when uh, – here's a funny one. When mm. Lady Gaga had this documentary came out and she had fibromyalgia – and Alexis lost her sister to lupus, and she helps me, and she kind of deals with that, that crap with me all the time. Yeah. Um, she looked at Lady Gaga in this documentary, and she looked at her face, and she looked at her leg being stuck, like the muscle was stuck, and the assistant was trying to help her straighten it. Lex is like, she has lupus. And I was like, no, they said she has fibromyalgia. Lex is like, Summer, I, I see this every day. I see this with you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is lupus. And later on, of course... Like two years later, she gets diagnosed with lupus, and Lex comes in to tell me, "I told you so, dumbass." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> that was that was polite." <laughs> was it random? Were you guys already in a conversation? No, she, she just walked in and said, bust, "I told you so, dumbass." I'm like, "What the hell are you dumbass? talking about?" She's like, "Lady Gaga has lupus." I'm like, "Oh, could you announce it by not saying I told you so, dumbass?" That's when you look at her like that was two years ago. What have you been doing with your life? 
Uh, I'm sorry. Do you, do you not know your manager? <laughs> like, no, she, she likes she, to be right. Yeah, she holds on to things. It's not grudges. It's just the the need for I was correct, and you will hear about it when yeah. I prove it. But there is a, an extraordinary number of people in Hollywood that have different colored eyes mm-hmm. and that have lupus. No, no correlation there. I'm just I'm just saying. But isn't the, that like a thing though? No, no, no. The oh, the okay. Hema Wachama thingy where you get two different colored eyes. Yeah. That's very prevalent in Hollywood, and it's because it makes people look at your eyes more. So it actually makes people more photogenic. Oh. And so it's it's more prevalent in Hollywood. And for some reason, there is a larger percentage of people in Hollywood with lupus than you know outside. It's like when you have left-handed presidents. Like almost half half the number of presidents were left-handed. Got it. Even though only twenty percent of the population are. It's it's kind of that in Hollywood where there's a large chunk, but you've only got like a million people in this country with lupus, which sounds like a lot until you look at the population. So, so statistically speaking, if you're left-handed, you have a greater chance of becoming the president, and if your eyes are different colored, you have a greater chance of being famous. Yes. Wow. And apparently if you have lupus. And of course, if you have lupus, mm-hmm. well, you have to get diagnosed. Normally, it's pretty later on. You get yeah, it's it's, it's you, a hard diagnosis. You can't diagnosis. Just pick that up when when you're a kid. Do the. I imagine they probably try and throw out different options at first before that. They they, they do. They 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 thought, they check for every. It, it, it's a mess. We'll talk play, about right? that when we get back. Okay. Um, we're going to be talking with Marissa. She's a speaker. She's an author. She's a lupus warrior. She's made it her mission in life to help people, uh, other autoimmune warriors, survive and thrive. She's been doing it for over ten years. Wow. And bless her. I I don't know how she does it. I am barely sitting up straight to do this radio show because I'm flat up. So I don't know how she does this. I don't know how she helps so many people. I think it's amazing. Well, we we'll be on her with it herself. with her right after this. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my co-host, 
the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fiora. I want to give a quick shout out to Offroad Rentals in Palm Springs, California. If you guys can help me pronounce our guest's last name, because I've screwed it up like 30 times, I will give you a ride at Offroad Rentals in Palm Springs, California. Quick shout out to Trainer Joe's Fitness in Palm Springs for getting Bear ready for his next fight, True oh, Rest yeah. in Las Vegas. Um, and we've got a gift bag from Palm Springs General, which is like all kinds of souvenir stuff from Palm Springs because we're hiding in Palm Springs right now. Not necessarily the best idea with lupus, but I do love Palm Springs. And I do want to give a shout out and welcome to our guest, Mar- Mar- Marissa Zipperini. Zipperini? Zip- Zip- <laughs> how, do, how do you pronounce this? You're really close. It's Marissa Zipperini. M- Marissa Z- Zepieri. Okay, I'm I'm not getting. I will work on this later. Uh, Marissa, how did you get into doing this? You you're a speaker. You're an author. You have lupus. I definitely have lupus. Uh, so I kind of just fell into it about 14 years ago when I was really sick. Uh, we didn't have all this crazy like social media and technology. I felt really alone, even though I was in a city of millions of people in South Florida. And, um, you know, blogs were like really big back then. They were kind of like, we didn't, we didn't have really anything else. Right. So I started this blog and I just started connecting with people and it grew and grew. And today we are a nonprofit, uh, for lupus and autoimmune patients. We reach like a half million people a month. It's kind of crazy, but I love to share the story with people, especially when people have chronic illness and feel like what's the point of advocating It's like, how can just one voice do anything? And I want them to see just what a difference they can make. I love that. Um, this is going to sound odd. How do you have the energy? Like I have lupus and I spend half my time on steroids and the other half in bed. How do you have the energy to do all this? Uh, so I spend a lot of time working from bed and that's where I, well, I was a journalist for like 14 years. So, I mean, a lot of my writing is honestly done from bed or the hospital. I take a ton of naps. Um, most days I feel like I have like one foot in the grave, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's life with yeah. this. Um, and then there's times in my life when I sort of miss like segments of my life. Like, you know, if you're in a flare, I'll just be asleep for weeks, you know, and I just can't do anything, unfortunately. But I will say... I work with a couple of nutritionists and functional medicine doctors and changing certain things in my life has helped me so much. Like I used to be on 12 medicines. Now I'm on four. I used to be in a wheelchair. I haven't been in a wheelchair in years. Um, So there's certain things I do every day to, you know, basically keep myself going. One of the questions people ask is uh, what's it like living with lupus? I, I tried answering this question, um, for the viewers, but apparently uh, the answer, uh, it sucks dick, was not right. So if you could if you could give a better explanation, that would be fantastic. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language on this show, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society, and free MMA. We're also giving it to uh, the Lupus Foundation. We swear because we care. Um, oh, that's awesome. Well, you're going to give another uh, donation then, because I think what happens is you meant that it sucks really big dick, but here's how I also <laughs> like to describe it to people. Um it's like having the flu or now that I've had COVID, COVID every single day of your life where you are completely miserable and you just need to go to sleep and you have a fever and every bone and muscle in your body hurts, but you are expected to get up, work, take care of your family, be a productive member of society and do all of the things. Goodness, yeah. what was it like to be afflicted by both at the same time? I'm going back to the donkey comment, but you can ask her. <laughs> um, having COVID with lupus 
was horrific. I was down for about four weeks. I'm just, um, I'm a couple weeks out now, but it was, I've, I've told people, even in the worst that I've had with lupus, and I've had strokes, I've had blood clots and a brain aneurysm, it, ha- it didn't even touch how I felt with COVID. Wow. It's honestly mind-boggling. I couldn't even begin to imagine. The, uh, it's rough. One of the best, it was definitely rough. One of the best examples I, I ever heard, it was uh, Selena Gomez. And I've quoted this so many times to people, but it was the example. I stole it from her, don't tell anyone. Imagine being stabbed <laughs> in the leg with a knitting needle, now function. As you're being stabbed with a knitting yeah, needle? Yeah, just stab you in the leg with a knitting needle, now go about your day. <laughs> yeah. That's so a good one. So for you, uh, what are the worst symptoms? I know people always have a lot of questions on this, and I'd like to get to treatments and how people can help and all of that and how you got into this. But for you personally, um, what was what were your worst symptoms? What was your lowest point? I think, you know, there's a daily symptoms that are just so annoying and then just get in the way of, like, every day, which is very common for lupus patients. And I get them, like, fevers and rashes and just pain and this fatigue, you know, that, you know, I'm sure you know it's just crushing where you do one or two things and you have to go sit down or you have to take a nap. But when I have these massive flare-ups and it goes, like, I don't have kidney involvement. Um, We can go into, like, what lupus goes, you know, the organs that it involves. But for me, it's always my blood and my vasculature. So when I've had these strokes or the brain aneurysm or the blood clot in my lung. Um, those have been extremely scary, obviously. And I think my lowest point was probably when I had lupus vasculitis, which is why I got the brain aneurysm from that. But just how sick I was and then being on the older chemos that are very toxic and give you a lot of side yeah. effects. That brought me to a point where, and I'm a fighter. I mean, I will like, I, I will fight to the death. But that definitely got me to the point where I just felt I think I could possibly just give it up at this point. Like, I feel like I don't have a lot of fight left in me. And it took me, you know, years to get to that point. What was the point? I know I hear from a lot of people with lupus. There's this point where it's almost like like light washing over you. I've heard it so many different ways of I will be okay and I will get through this. Have you ever had those moments? I feel like I have those moments often. Um, I have a really strong faith. I have an amazing support group, incredible friends. I mean, the lupus community is incredible. The lupus chick community is so helpful. Like, I I try to remember, I call them small wins. I journal a lot. So I look back at, like, all the things I've done. And maybe for that day, like, my small win was I was able to make dinner for my family or I was able to go on a road trip, you know. And I, and I look back because I think just as humans, um, we forget all of the little things that add up in our days. So if I look back on my journal through the years and I, and I see all the things that I've done, I'm like, I've accomplished so much more than I give myself credit for, especially as someone that's sick. And I just try to remind myself in those low moments, like this is not going to last forever. All of my flares have ended at some point and I got back to my life. That's, that's, that's really important yeah. to, to think of it as it's not going to be an eternity. You will come out on top. You've helped so right. many people with your with your blog, with your social media. You've helped so many people. What inspires you to reach out to people that are suffering like that? I mean, you have you have so much on you dealing with this. What makes you reach out to them? 
Well, there's two things I feel like that have kept me going. One is, you know, when I was diagnosed at 23, so it's 21 years ago, I had no one and there was no awareness back then. You know, we didn't have the internet like we do today. I told no one for years that I had lupus because a couple of people that I did mention it to and I didn't really understand it well myself was, what is that? Can I catch that from you? Are you contagious? And I I, I felt like, honestly, I felt like a leper. I was like, okay, I don't want anyone to even know I'm sick. Um, And then obviously being sick and being bed bound, being hospital bound, I was so isolated and in your Lonely. 20s, like, I, I had everything going for me. Like, I was almost finished with college. I don't want anyone to feel that way again, like, that they are just completely alone, that no one wants to come near them, no one wants to date them, no one wants to touch them. It's a terrible feeling. I want them to know, like, none of this is true. There's so many people out there that know what lupus is and will support you, and I want them to be able to find that. And... The other thing is we get the most beautiful letters and those keep me going every single day of people who felt that way or were even on the brink of suicide or or just felt like they can't go on anymore because no one understands. And then they found one of our videos or they read someone's story on our page and they, they tell me like, I just realized like there's so many other people out there like me and they're they're working, they're, they're achieving things, they're having kids, like all the things that I want to do. And now I feel like there's actually some hope for me. Like when you get letters like that, you're like, okay, I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I can't stop. There was a, a young girl I'm actually going to direct. I'm, I've been talking to her on Cord. Um, okay. Her, boy, her boyfriend told her she probably got it because she was a slut and slept with people before him and convinced her it was an STD. She's 16, so I'm actually going to send her over to your blog. Oh, absolutely. Well, he's completely ignorant, and I hope that she dumps him as soon as possible. Well, my, my suggestion to him was far more graphic than that. I, I'll tell you in the break because that will probably get me in trouble with the FCC. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be chatting more with Marissa. I'm Summer Helene. We are on Z- Zippa. Zeppa. If you guys can tell me how to pronounce his fucking name, I, I will give you a giveaway. We have Z- giveaways. Zeppieri. Do I that, get a giveaway? No, you don't get shit. <laughs> and, of course, my co-host, Bear Fjord. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. 
the Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fjorda, and our very, very, very special guest, Lupus Chick, Marissa Zappini. Zappanini? You keep throwing it in. Zapp- if you can tell me how to pronounce this, you'll get one of our giveaways today. And I do want to say for the people asking, Lupus has been studied since the 1800s, and we still don't know what it is. Um, so, Marissa... Whose last God, name I'm not... Hold on. Lupus studying in the 1800s. They found the person who was sticking and poked him with a stick. That That is medical treatment currently for lupus. Have you oh, not heard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, not, it's not very advanced. Now, you've opened this whole community. You've inspired people. You've helped people. Um, you've, you've created a lifeline for people that, that are suffering from lupus. And I can tell you from personal experience, I, you, you feel lost. You feel unseen. And so you've helped so many people doing this. Do you what what's your next step? What are you going to do next? So I just uh, my memoir, I just sold my memoir that came out uh, last year. And so that's about lupus and chronic illness. I'm writing and I'm writing two more books. Uh, one where, is focused more on food. Where can people find my it? Book I want is, them to uh, buy it. Oh, okay. So it's, chron- it's called Chronically Fabulous, and it's on Amazon. It's in Barnes & Nobles. It's in actual stores of Barnes & Nobles uh, all over the United States, and it's pretty much all over online. Buy it. Don't pirate it, guys. Buy She's it, got a blog to support. It. <laughs> like, I like that. Buy it. I, I usually tell people to pirate stuff. In this case, I'm telling them to buy it. No, purchase it out. Oh, please. Yes, um, don't pirate it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm hoping more books. So it's kind of, I help people write books uh, for my job. And I am also working on a lupus documentary. Oh, okay. I love that. Now, that's a fun one. What got you into doing mm-hmm. that? Well, I mean, obviously having lupus would. But I mean, what made you decide to do the documentary? I, so I've always loved documentaries. Uh, same with like books. I just love reading about people's lives. I always gravitate more towards nonfiction. I was a multimedia journalist for 14 years. I love film. And I just thought, you know what? There's been a couple of documentaries I've seen over the years about chronic illness, but I don't think we've ever really seen the day-to-day and what someone with lupus goes through and just the mental health aspect, how it affects the family. And that's really what I want to showcase in this. But at the end, I think the important thing is uh, the project's called Worthy. That's the name of the film. Um, that as a chronic illness, someone living with chronic illness, we are worthy of respect. We are worthy of being treated as a productive member of society. We have gifts. We have talents. But unfortunately, society sees us as a drain on the system, people that are just lazy. And I think it's really important to kind of reshape that landscape because 
it's just so incredibly ignorant and incorrect. And, and I would hate to say to people, well, if you ever got sick, you would understand, but because I don't want people to get sick. I don't want them to have to live this life. It's, it's a horrible way to live every day. But I think yeah. it's important for them to see that someone with chronic illness has just as much worth as someone that's healthy. But actually, now that you bring that up, Short of having them you know, afflicted with lupus itself, what is a way that maybe someone listening in right now or someone on your blog could better describe what they're feeling or what they're afflicted with to someone who may not understand or maybe not is maybe not as sympathetic towards Selena them? Selena Gomez already said that. Stab in the leg with a knitting needle, walk around. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, I'm interested in the answer. You know, so I have a couple of ideas, but I'm... And I think that you would understand this personally. Like there are some people that you are going to explain this to them till you're blue in the face and they literally will never understand it. They're never going to do the research. They're never going to understand why you just can't take a medicine and you're not better. They're not going to understand why one day you go out and you do things and the next three days you're in bed feeling like you're going to die because maybe on the outside you look fine. So there's that whole sort of like ignorant segment of society that will never get it unless they actually get it one day. Um, but for everyone else, I think, you know, again, like we talked about earlier, when you're starting to get sick, when you're starting to get an infection or a flu, just that crummy feeling, you know, imagine that was your life every single day. But then on top of it, imagine you're going to minimum four to eight different specialists. You're getting treatments. A lot of them are in the hospital or IV treatments. Um, you know, you're dealing with multiple medications and side effects. Like, you know, do some research. Like, it's to have to take a shower and then be so exhausted and have to go to sleep immediately after. Like, most people can't even fathom that. Like, they get up, uh, they, they make breakfast, and they go about their day, and they don't even give it a second thought. Where for us, it's like getting through that first hour and then thinking, okay, do I have time to go take a nap to recoup my energy yeah. and get through the rest of the day? Healthy people don't have to think about this all day long. I think, um, and, and for partners, uh, I'd, I'd love to see in your documentary, you're talking about families of people living with lupus. One of the stranger things, um, lupus for me, it, it picks on my kidneys. I've had issues with them since I was a kid. Dialysis is like the worst fucking thing in the world. I hate it. Um, but my, it's it's pretty under control these days, so I'm all right, but I'm still terrified of when that next um, problem is going to come. And when you're so tired, like there have been points where I've been in the shower and I've had to have uh, my boyfriend pick me up and get me off the shower floor because mm -hmm. I, I couldn't stand up to shower and I'm just sitting there and now I'm stuck. It's right. ridiculous. It, it, it's just, it's humiliating to a degree. Um, where are you looking at screening your documentary? So I am in such preliminary stages and in a realm that I have no experience in. <laughs> so, so if you ever want to talk to me outside of the show, <laughs> I would love uh, to, uh, you know, chat with you. How about I hook you up with Netflix? That's a good place for it. doesn't pay great, but it'll get the widest distribution. Amazon pays better, but less distribution. So pick your poison and I'll hook you up with who you need to be with. Oh, that would be amazing, and I would love to maybe somehow, because of your experience and living with lupus, have you involved in the project. Yeah, we should. Uh, I can hook you up with a bunch of people in Hollywood um, that are much more fun than me. But <laughs> maybe hit Selena Gomez; she'd be a good one. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to help. One. I'll hook you up with whoever you need yeah, to. We, that would be amazing. We have um, Janssen, uh, Johnson & Johnson and Lupus Foundation of New England and, and Exigen, who's actually out in California. They make mm -hmm. uh, a lupus diagnostic test, which is only one tube of blood, 
Um, are you serious? Those are some of the people. Yeah, I'd love to tell you about them. They're amazing, too. Uh, those are some of the people that are working with me on doing the documentary. So I'm excited because, you know, it's, it's important. It is important to people. And it's nice to know that there's people supporting us and, and backing us. Absolutely. Well, if there's anything I can do, like I said, it's just deeply personal for me on this one. I'll help you however I can and hook you up with whoever you need. Thank you. So you mentioned that they came out with this test uh, for one tube of blood. Now, I imagine at, by both of you guys' shock that obviously alternative tests are probably a bit more rigorous. Uh, they're, they're exclusionary. There's no set test that tells you you have lupus. It's it's a series of exclusions. Hmm. Yeah, so I mean, you're more I, so looking at things to check off a list yeah. than check on. And that's why it takes, the average, it takes about seven years for the average person to get diagnosed, and it's a nightmare. Wow. Well, uh, yeah. Marissa, and Im- what w- imagine ahead, like every two or three months getting blood work and it's like 10 to 15 tubes of blood every single time and then being told, well, you don't have this, but we still don't know what you have. So you got to come back in three more months. Yep. Good Lord. That's always fun. Or the, uh, well, it could be this. Oh, never mind. Uh, we'll figure it out. You'll be okay. Like, ugh. well, what's something, let's say, let's say that someone is not able to get to a doctor so readily. Is there any way for you to at least get an idea of what it might be while at home? Something, things to look out for. Yeah. A giant rash on your face. Like <laughs> yeah, there are. Yeah, exactly. There are very specific classic lupus <laughs> symptoms. I tell everyone to journal because there could be something that, you know, maybe popped up for a day or two and you might forget it six months later when you actually see the doctor. But that could yeah. be like the key. You might have gone out in the sun and got the butterfly rash on your face or sores in your mouth and your nose, but they cleared mm-hmm. up, you know, pretty fast. So you just thought it was a fluke. But those are such classic symptoms of lupus, you know, telling a doctor that when you actually do meet them, uh, hopefully today, because there's more awareness that it might have a light bulb moment for that doctor. And they might say, okay, well, let's start the process. I had a girlfriend of mine. She's got lupus. She kept getting um, infections and rashes all over her body. They told her to wear cotton underwear. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> that was, that was wow. the medical suggestion, cotton underwear. I'm like, um. You guys have the best support. I know. <laughs> There was an emergency room doctor. I wish you could have met him. I'm sure you would have had some great <laughs> words for him. Uh, so when I lived in South Florida, I made sure I stayed out of the sun. I knew I had lupus at this point. I was having a stroke. I got rushed to the hospital and the doctor came in. Now, I really haven't gone in the sun in about 20 years. I'm about as white as a regular loose leaf sheet of paper. And with you. Yep. he walked in <laughs> and he said, first thing out of his mouth, well, I know what your problem is. You need some sun. Oh, my God. I was having God. a stroke. And I was like, <laughs> this is ridiculous that this is our medical care system. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. You need some excess vitamin some D. Of the, yeah, life. like it's just like, no, 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 that, that'll kill me. Uh, I went into a doctor yeah. like two years ago. I went in because I was having a flare-up. I went to the emergency room. It was right before COVID was a thing. And I went in, and they're, they're doing some tests on me. And the doctor, poor man's exhausted, comes in, and he sits down. He's like, ma'am, I need you to sit down. He's like, um, with, with your test results, I, I think you have lupus. I'm like, that's why I'm fucking here. Did you read my? Did you read anything? Exactly. No, I don't think. I don't know. Do they? Do they look through the whole chart? I mean, maybe some okay. do, but <laughs> not that one. It's it's ridiculous. So he told you you need sun. That that sounds deeply counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in my slurred voice, with half of my face drooping. I said, I have lupus. Please read my chart. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, like, thank God I could still talk at that point because I didn't have anyone there with me at that moment. 
Oh wait, they might have very much wield you back. No, outside. it's it's you, you gotta have you gotta have an advocate. You gotta have um. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a problem, especially in that state. Something uh, they say to do is have a medical sheet with all the relevant medical information in your purse so that you can just hand it to a doctor. But again, if you've had a stroke, like, I'm glad you could talk, let alone hand a page to a doctor. That's not going to happen. Right. Right. That's terrible. I mean, you know, and the sheet of paper or, you know, a medical alert bracelet or a medical alert necklace, something. Because, I mean, thank God most of the time it's my family, my, you know, my spouse whoever my friends are with me, but yeah, there's been moments, you know, when an emergency happens and all of a sudden the ambulance is there in five minutes, you're gone and you're by yourself. It's, you know, yeah. you, you have to be able to advocate for yourself. And if not, I, I, you have to at least choose some people in your life that are able and strong enough, strong enough personality, you know, to be able to advocate for you. Yeah. What advice would you give to the spouses, friends and family of people with lupus? Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, first, you know, educate yourself as much as possible. Listen to people's stories. Watch videos. You know, see what people go through every day. Because I can guarantee you the person, your loved one, your friend is not telling you everything that they're going through. And I think that we do this because we don't want to overwhelm them. We don't want to scare them. We don't want to sound like we're complaining um, but I think if they actually listen to some other people's stories, they will be really surprised at just how hard it is. I tell people, you know, lupus is like water. It will seep into every nook and cranny of your life, whether you like it or not. Like, you can try to put a boundary up. It, water's going to make its way in there somehow. Um, and lupus does the same thing. It's going to affect every area, relationships, employment, your health, obviously, your mental health. I mean, everything, your finances. Um, so one, obviously the education support, support is, you know, it could be, and I always tell people, don't leave things open-ended, not just the, if you need anything, let me know. Like, cause everyone says that. And you know what? Most lupus patients that I've met are type A strong personalities. They're not going to yeah. let you know, like they're going to try to do it themselves. So here's the thing. I'm going to the grocery store Thursday text me all the things that you need. I'm going to drop them off at your house. I'm going to watch your kids on Friday night so that you can sleep. I'm going to come over and help you do some laundry or help you work on that project. Like the actual tangible things, I think for me at least have been some of the most helpful things that someone can do for me. Yeah. That I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I, I don't even have a smart alecky comment to say. That's um. Wow, you stunned Summer. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it nearly made me cry. It was uh, that's exactly, exactly what you want to hear because it's stress causes flare-ups. Flare-ups cause stress, so it becomes this inevitable cycle where people, where the doctors like shotgunning steroids into you, then you put on weight, which puts more pressure on your joints. The joints hurt, which causes stress, which causes the flare-up, which causes stress. So the doctor gives you more steroids. Exactly. It's a never-ending cycle. Yep. You know, now that you bring that you up. Sometimes you don't necessarily need something. Like, if you just sit with me on my bed, my friend, you know, I have good friends and, and my family, uh, my spouse, like, just sit with me in my bed. I'm just I know you can't fix this. Like, there are things that you just can't yeah. fix. It is what it is. But just sitting there and listening or even just sitting there in silence and holding each other or just, like, no matter what, I'm here with you. Like, we're going to do this together. Like, that could be more than anything, you know, for one person. Like, that's all they need. That's true. That is wonderful. very, very true. 
I think uh, I know myself and a lot of other people that suffer from it end up really you, you end up really frustrated because it's this cycle you can't get out of. How do you keep such an upbeat attitude? You know, I I think it's just how I'm built. Like I wake up every day, I'm really excited. I can't I have a million things I want to do in my life and, and I'm I'm pretty optimistic, but you know, there are there are moments. I have very dark moments at times. Um and I let myself sit in it. Like I will sit in it, whether it's a couple hours or a whole day. And maybe that day I just shut my phone off and I stay in bed and I put my headphones in and I listen to music. I cry. I pray. I just, I get through it, you know, because, and I just try to remind myself, okay, even in the worst, I have come out of, like, I should be dead. I mean, I really should be at this point. And I've come out of it every single time. And, um... I just constantly try to remind myself of that. And in the really dark moments, I will reach out to certain people. I have like three people that, you know, they know if I am reaching out to them with certain messages, like I need to talk to someone, I need them to pray with me or whatever it is, just sit with me because sometimes you can't pull yourself out of it. I don't get those moments a lot, but they do happen. And that's why it's just, it's crucial. And it may not always be your family. I think, you know, like, we were like, well, but I want my family to be there for me. Some some people have family members that will never get it. So your support, support person might be your therapist. It might be your best friend. It might be your mailman. I don't know who it is. But, you know, don't always rely on family members, unfortunately, because some people will never understand what lupus is, what it really does to you. I think that's a pretty important message. That was message. wonderful. Uh, what message do you have for everyone out there that thinks they might have lupus? If you think you have lupus, I would say think back to when you first started not feeling well and try to write down as many things that have happened to you symptom-wise since then. Again, even if it seems like the most obscure thing that maybe doesn't even have a point to write down, put it down um, you know, it was really important for me to ask my mom, like, when I was young, did I complain of, like, joint pain? And, and she told me, yeah, like, when you were seven years old, you started getting fevers and rashes, and you had this muscle pain all the time. And I told you it was growing pains because I didn't know what it was. Um, ask your family if maybe something, you know, rings a bell with them that you may not remember. Also, think about your trigger. A lot of autoimmune diseases have a trigger. If you're predisposed to it, and then you either have a physical trigger or an environmental trigger, and then all of a sudden your symptoms start in, write that down. These are things that are really important when you finally get in front of a physician, a family physician or a rheumatologist to go through these things with. And when I, when I talk about triggers, topic I talk about a lot, think about physical trauma, um, a really bad infection, a very stressful time, maybe parents getting divorced or a spouse dying or a parent dying. Um, all of these things can trigger lupus. I, I know I was predisposed um, to begin with. Like I, I said, I had the symptoms at seven or eight. I suffered from seven and eight years old to 23 when I was crossing a street in Fort Lauderdale at eight o'clock at night and I got hit by a pickup truck by a drunk driver. That was my trigger. I don't know if my lupus symptoms would have ever fully come out the way they have if I never got hit by that car. It's funny. It's uh, that's not not you getting hit by a car. That's fucking I'm, horrific. I'm actually, uh, um, my my foster son was killed by a drunk driver actually uh, last year. And oh my um, gosh, I'm so sorry. It it 
that's a it's a horrific start and i've heard starts like that or like in my case it was mcdonald's i grew up in australia it was the chemicals i put in the fast food here mm-hmm. uh, set me off i've heard of people that just got a really bad sunburn somebody that caught a cold um and some yep. people that just have no idea why um and why but once it's active it's there 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 that's is it. no off switch there is no going back Uh, What advice, we've only got a few minutes left. What advice would you give to anyone living with lupus? I think, you know, some of the things that have helped me the most, and it took me so many years to learn. I've had it now for like two decades, but you got to learn how to say no to people and to things in life that suck your energy. You got to be, you have to be so protective of your energy and your sleep and your rest. And yes, you're going to miss things. It might take you twice as long to accomplish a goal as someone that's healthy, but who cares? Don't compare yourself to them. You're living your life. They're living theirs. Um, but be okay with saying no. And if someone makes you feel bad, too bad. Like those, those might be people that, and part two, you have to learn to set really strong boundaries. And that was something for me that was difficult too. Um, I wanted people to see me as normal, as that I could do as much as they could, that there wasn't anything wrong with me. Um, but then I just had to realize, like, I do, I do have challenges and I have limitations and, and everyone has something. Um, but I have to set boundaries with people because I might push myself to make someone happy and then I'm in bed for a week and I can't get the things that I need to get done for my job, for my family, for myself, because I wanted to, you know, not have someone get pissed off at me. I don't want to live my life that way. Um, I think those, you know, are really important things and also, pharmaceutical drugs obviously are necessary. They've saved my life. I've been on steroids for, you know, over a decade and a half at this point um, and a bunch of other drugs. But look at other options. Talk to a functional medicine doctor. It could be life-changing. Look at alternative therapies. Look at your food. Food is number one for me. Um, Not everyone wants to hear that. You have to get to a certain place where you're like, okay, I'm finally ready to look at the food. They think you're, you know, a little cuckoo at first, but I, I feel like I'm living proof, and it sounds like you, you know, with the McDonald's oh, and everything, makes you know, all, like food and packs. Makes all the difference in the world. I, I don't do colors, flavors, additives, preservatives. If I if I eat something red, I'm having a flare-up. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. I natural foods, and uh, what, what what is it? Socrates, I let food be thy medicine. For lo- every exactly. person I've ever met with lupus did better keeping the shit out of the diet. As funny as yep. it sounds... It, it makes a huge difference. Um, where can everyone find you on social media? I know Lupus Chick, across all social media, just wait, give us your handle. I want everyone to go follow you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lupus Chick Official on Instagram, just Lupus Chick on Facebook, and the website is lupuschick.com. Go follow her, buy her book, support this cause. This is Lupus Awareness Month. Um, guys, this is really important, and I can tell you, it's a very small community, but there are more people that have this than you think, and more and more people are finding out they do support this community. Is there anything you'd like to say to everyone out there? I know you have a nonprofit. If you want them to donate, if you want them to buy your book, tell everyone what you want them to do. How can they support you? Thank you. Well, one, yes. If you know someone with chronic illness, they don't have to have lupus, definitely go check out Chronically Fabulous. I wrote it for them to give them hope. But two, we are a nonprofit. And we give out uh, college scholarships to people with lupus. They're 100% funded by either individual donors or brands. This May, we're giving out our 16th college scholarship. So we're a small nonprofit. We're not like these big, flashy ones, so we don't get millions of dollars. 
Um, we struggle every year to give these out, but I've been able to do it six years in a row, and I'd love to keep it going. So if you're interested in that, please reach out to me. So please reach out to her, guys. Help Lupus, I can tell you from experience, it's a shit show, man. Um, thank you so, so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate that. I'm going to let you go. I know you were saying your mom was not well. I'd love to have you back on again if that's something you're willing to do because I'd like to follow up with this documentary and let everyone follow you as it's made. Oh, absolutely. I would love that, and I definitely want to chat with you off the show. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Thank now, you You both. said you're coming. Oh, you're very, very welcome. And, and you said that on air, so that is a legally binding contract. It means you have to come back on the show. I'm just saying. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Guys, go check out the lupus chick. Um, I do need to tell everyone tomorrow we are going to be at the Women's March at Los Angeles City Hall uh, for women's reproductive rights. For anyone that's interested in that, go out, check that out. Um, support, if, if that's your thing, support a women's right to choose. If it's not your thing, um, don't come. <laughs> I think that's that's pretty simple. I do want to say it's Lupus Awareness Month. Please give to Lupus Foundations. I can tell you from experience, the disease sucks. And follow the lupus chick. She's awesome. Thank you very, very much for joining us. I'm Summer Helene. Thank you to our my co-host, Bear Fjorda. Our co-host. Our co-host. Everyone's co-host. Oh, my God, you're Everyone annoying. Loves me. You're still Everyone sleeping on the me. couch. Um, my co-host, Bear Fjorda. He's got a fight coming up July 8th. 8th. Um, which, you know, that's fine. That's, <laughs> that's fine. fine. That's cool, too. Good brain damage July 8th. Ugh, Come watch. Fine. Go give someone brain damage as long as it's not you. You're annoying <laughs> enough as it is. Uh, guys, please support your lupus charities. Please reach out right now and follow the lupus chick. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.